And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore and I'm here as I am every single Monday with Keith Parrish for your weekend update, our original name for this program. And unfortunately, we're starting with some injury news at the top of the show. The Atlanta Hawks' DeAndre Hunter will undergo surgery on a tendon injury in his right wrist and is expected to miss approximately two months, the team announced on Sunday. Uh, the forward is going to have his surgery on Monday in L.A. He had an MRI taken on Saturday after he suffered the injury against the Golden State Warriors on November 8th. Uh, he didn't play in the following day's game against Utah, but came back against Denver on Friday before he was eventually ruled out of the game with wrist soreness, and he played a little over 21 minutes in that game. He actually missed a large chunk of last year following surgery on a torn meniscus, which he then re-injured in the playoffs, and it required another surgery. So more bad luck for DeAndre Hunter, uh, who's been averaging 10.8 points and almost three rebounds a game on 45% shooting for the Hawks this season. Keith, the Hawks have started slower than we all expected. They're 5-9 they're and nine right now. They had a big win today over Milwaukee. Milwaukee, of course, shorthanded. No Chris Middleton, no Brooke Lopez. So, you know, take that win with a grain of salt, maybe. But somebody is going to have to figure this out and step up in DeAndre Hunter's absence yet again. Right, and like you said, for DeAndre, just an incredibly bad fortune for him. Now two seasons uh, dealing with major injuries. He was starting for the Hawks this year, and it felt like they were trying to capture the magic that he played with last season. He was fantastic last season in the regular season before the injury and it, it, it hadn't quite happened for him yet this year. Maybe it was the wrist was bugging him all along. So with him going down, you know, you think this is a Hawks team that is so deep. You hate to say it, maybe the clarity of having fewer options. You know, you have maybe Cam Reddish will step up a little bit more. You know, more minutes for Bogdan Bogdanovich just to depend on him. Maybe even Gallinari kind of heats up a little bit. And so maybe having one less body it can be helpful for them. I mean, I think that they're going to go probably as far as Trey takes them. Capella has been a little bit slowed down, it feels like, this year. He had a, a, a great game, tremendous game on Sunday against the Bucks. But, yeah, you say bad luck for DeAndre Hunter, but maybe even having one less body for Nate McMillan to choose between helps this team maybe build some new chemistry and you get more uh, from the other players. Yeah, the Hawks are been on our list uh, on Nerdishy Road of teams that may require a consolidation trade of some sort. They have all of these wings. And you're right, Keith, it is an opportunity to get a look at some of these other guys. I mean, Kevin Herter has has been up and down all season, kind of minutes here and there. Uh, maybe it's a chance for him to establish himself and actually take over that secondary playmaking role or, or tertiary playmaking role, depending on Bogdanovich. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Keith, three teams came into the weekend with seven game winning streaks. And I mean, I guess the big takeaway from the weekend, uh, if you want to win eight straight, schedule a game against the Rockets for that eighth one. <laughs> after an uneven start to the season, the Suns have now won eight straight after going 2-0 and over the weekend including a Sunday afternoon just uh, dismantling of the Houston Rockets. The Rockets currently on a streak of their own, Keith. How many losses is that in a row now for the Rockets? Is that 10? Ooh. I'm not sure. They're 1-12, in 12, right? It's, Ugh, it's rough. Ooh. It's not great uh, in Houston. I mean, listen, we all knew that they were going to be bad. Maybe we didn't expect it to be this bad, but... Uh, they're pretty bad, and, and the Suns took care of them pretty easily. They have actually been playing really well in spite of DeAndre Ayton's absence from the lineup as he's working his way back from the leg injury. Keith, what's working for the Suns right now? Well, I think a couple things. One, not to be overly simplistic, they have tremendous top-level players uh, who've been available. Just having Chris Paul, Devin Booker every game, you know, Mikhail Bridges playing for you, those guys are like the stalwarts. But specifically, I think them recovering from a briefly slow start to have the seven-game win streak, uh, now eight-game win streak, is you get the fill-ins of JaVale McGee and Frank Kaminsky stepping up to the plate. Kaminsky had that huge 31-point game last week, and then JaVale's just been tremendous in his minutes, just filling in, kind of doing the stuff. But a lot of that, like that's the narrative stuff, but I'm going to go back to my simplistic beginning. You have Chris Paul. You have Devin Booker. Those guys are so awesome, especially Chris Paul just being like, all right, we lost some games. Now I'm just going to win this stuff. The game against Memphis, they humiliated the Grizzlies on Friday night, and Chris Paul had a stretch in the third quarter where he's like, yeah, John Moran, I'm just going to dribble to the spot I want and score every time, and I don't think anything's going to happen. You guys aren't going to stop me. And no, they had no answer. So just seeing a Hall of Famer like that and, and just like the other pieces this team has, if it's Cam Johnson coming in, Cam Payne coming in, uh, this team is deep and the Suns right now, they look like they're fierce. I think like they're definitely one of the best teams in the West. Yeah, they definitely look more like we expected them to look to start the year, especially after coming off the finals run. You mentioned JaVale McGee. He had 19 and 14 in this game. He's plus That's 30 awesome. against the Rockets, uh, which, you know, maybe we should just throw that out. We need cleaning the glass to, to throw that out. The <laughs> yeah, entire yeah. game is just garbage time. Uh, Keith, look, again, a lot of seven-game win streaks coming into the weekend. And the Warriors have the best record in the league. You know, they beat the Bulls on Friday night, and it was an impressive win. Steph Curry in this game not only drops 40 points, he also passed Ray Allen for first on the all-time three-pointers made list. So now you can officially say greatest shooter of all time, I think, and, and people can't even argue semantics with you. And, and this is fantastic. But they followed that up on Sunday, Keith. I'm not going to call it a stinker. They're on the road, and Charlotte is a frisky team. 
But it's not a game that you expect this Warriors team playing the way that they are to lose. Then you look at the box score, 9 of 39 from 3. Now, that seems like, okay, well, we know why the Warriors lost. But the truth of the matter, Keith, the story of this game is Terry Rozier. All 20 of Terry Rozier's points came in the second half. I mean, he just took over this game, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter. But, Keith, his biggest play may have been a jump ball. That's right. He won a jump ball over Draymond Green in the final seconds. Uh, There are some people screaming about the toss. Maybe the toss was a little tilted. Maybe it wasn't straight up and down. Listen, until you've tried to throw a jump ball in a pressure situation, I will not hear any criticism. Toss was fine. Terry Rozier, he wanted it more. No, Terry Rozier had a big game. This is the scary Terry. We've seen him do this in the clutch a lot last season. Not as much this year, but you see the Hornets get a huge win over the hometown guy, uh, Dell on the color commentary. Uh, Steph does have a bad shooting game. The Warriors are now, uh, they still haven't won a game east of the Mississippi. I don't know if that matters. They, they're the West Coast champ. No, no question. No question the best team in the West. They've yet to win on this side of the Mississippi. I just think we should consider that too. Yeah, the Warriors are now 11-2 and two after dropping this game. And, you know, this it was fun. It was fun down the stretch. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the lineup was that the Warriors were running to close this game out. It wasn't quite a defensive lineup, but the offense wasn't great either. But, you know, look, look, we're 13 games in this season. I'm not going to split hairs on uh, Steve Kerr's closing lineups just yet. And uh, there was a third team, Keith, that we can't forget, the L.A. Clippers. We were worried about them. That was one of our teams to worry about. And I think it's safe to say that after winning seven straight games, we're no longer worried. Uh, even though they did not pick up their eighth win, in a row against the Bulls on Sunday night. The Bulls win 100-90 to because DeMar DeRozan was just incredible in this game. I think we're safe to say the Clippers are pretty good. I think the Clippers are, are quite good. We said last week's show, this is a team that had an opportunity to kind of right the ship, and they really did it. They looked really, really good all week. They lose a close game against a Bulls team, which continues to impress. I mean, going out to L.A., this is a solid victory over a team that had been playing really, really well, like we're saying. And, you know, you, you see these lineups, like the Caruso and Lonzo Ball lineups are so much fun. You have DeRozan and Zach Levine doing all the heavy lifting, and then just a bunch of guys can I call him guys? Like, guys, I'm learning. I'm like Googling. Like, Javante Green, what, what else has he done? Do I know his work? Like, these guys are just doing some cool stuff. And, like, I love what I see from the Bulls. We're talking Clippers. Yeah, they're going to be fine. They're going to be in that Western Conference playoff picture. Paul George playing at an MVP level, doing some awesome stuff. Reggie Jackson has found his rhythm. He started off so slowly, and now I think it's been five games in a row where he's had really solid games. But yeah, it was a tremendous Sunday night game. I was surprised it wasn't national TV. I'm like, on league pass, I'm like, put this Clippers Bulls. Why isn't this on nationally? We have to let people see these guys go at it. And, you know, what was impressive to me is that the Bulls did this, no Nikola Vucevic. I mean, he's out in the healthy health and safety protocols. They start uh, Tony Bradley and, and just don't miss a beat. Zach Levine, 29 points in this game. Eight rebounds, and I'm going to say this, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to say this this season. Zach Levine's defensive effort has impressed me as much as his offensive game. He was making rotations tonight from the corner, protecting the basket in a way that I just never expected to see out of him. This entire team is playing on a string, and, and you know it's no surprise that they can beat 
teams like the Clippers. I mean, good teams. And I was actually a little bit surprised that they didn't give the Warriors a little bit more trouble on Friday night. But, of course, the Warriors are very good. But this is a Bull team that now 9-4, and four, the Bulls are still back, Keith. When this team was assembled in the offseason and we're like, all right, you got – you got you got DeRozan, you got Vucevic, you got Levine. You're not stopping anybody. I love it. It's entertaining. This is league pass. This is fun. But you're not stopping anybody. Well, guess what? This is a good defensive team. Like, this team is good at defense. They're winning on defense. You had Tony Bradley out there, and you had defensive guys. And eventually, it was just like, all right, Zach and DeMar just carry the offense. The rest of us guys, we're just going to hustle. We're going to scrap. We're going to get stops. We're going to play defense. And so far, it's been a winning formula. Also, like, I mean, I know we're closing up, but, like, the Wizards and the Cavs, two teams we did not expect to have good defenses, they're just like, you know what? How about we win lunch pail? Let's play some blue-collar defense and be good, and it's working for all these guys. Yeah, and I think the referees actually calling only real fouls is helping everyone out because, uh, wow, what a better game. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Don't forget about all the pods we've got at The Athletic. Coming up on The Athletic NBA Show right after this, basketball buds, they're going to talk about whatever Andre Iguodala was saying about Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry. Kyrie Irving on a top 75 list? Get out of here. No way. I don't care what Andre Iguodala has to say. For Keith Paris, I'm Dave DeFore, and that's going to do it for the Daily Ding. Stay locked into the Athletic NBA show all week. Keith, take us away. Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.